you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from a space. And this is episode number five, and today we are going to talk about the last crew member you get to join your party. Uh, we're going to talk about the quest into the Artemis Tau Cluster to... Rescue, I guess rescue's a, an apt term, uh, Dr. Liara Tassoni. And uh, let's go ahead and hear that. The Normandy enters the Artemis Tau Cluster, and after scanning some planets, finds signs of Prothean runes on Therum. The Mako drops down to the surface and drives through a handful of Geth before Shepard and crew are forced to continue on foot. After another Geth firefight, Shepard descends into the mines and finds Dr. Liara Tassoni trapped inside a bubble beyond the barrier shield. She explains that she enacted the Prothean security device when the Geth arrived and got herself trapped. Shepard uses the mining laser to dig further into the runes and find a way to get behind the barrier to free Liara. The cave's rumble indicating the volcano housing the runes is about to blow, but before Shepard can escape with the Doctor, more Geth and a Krogan Battlemaster arrive. The team is forced to fight their way out of the caves and rush aboard the Normandy just as everything blows up behind them. Once aboard the ship, Liara mentions that it seems as though someone came through after the Protheans to wipe away their remains. She also points out that the Protheans are not the first galactic civilization to vanish, and that the Protheans built the mass relays in Citadel from knowledge that came before them. Okay, so that was the recap of the mission, and we're pretty much done here for the episode, right? Yeah. Like, there's really not a lot to discuss on this. <laughs> yeah, it's very linear. Yeah, what's, what's interesting about this mission is you don't actually have to do this mission to complete the game. You can completely bypass this mission and beat it. See, that's fascinating because, like, Liara, like, I mean, I, I did this first. I think maybe on my very first playthrough, I went to Novaria before getting Liara because I didn't realize, like, I didn't, re like, realize, well, one, that Liara was, you're supposed to go get her first because she's the final party member. But also, I didn't realize, like, the significance that Novaria has for Liara, and we'll get to that in a few episodes when we get to Novaria. Ooh, that's going to be interesting to find out about that. Hmm. Yeah, but, but like, but there are things like even, even after you go to like Pharos, when you have Liara in the party, there are interactions that happen because she's there. And so if you're saying that you can pretty much complete the game without recruiting her, that's, that's weird because it's like it feels like she's such a crucial party member. Like she's one of the she's one of the more important party members. Not you know not just because she's a sorry and you know she's a possible romance, but because she's all into the she's like the, the Prothean expert. Mm -hmm. So like she's yeah. the you know she, you know whenever you have any like Prothean questions, like she's there to answer them. So it's fascinating that, that you don't need her around for that. Yeah, and they built in some safeguards. It's like it's one reason if you want to like not put in a Paragon points, want to save Rex on Vermar and stuff. One way to do that is just not recruit all your party members. Like, don't huh. have the Garrus all them. Like, if you have, like, the, you need a minimum party members to complete this game. So if you don't collect certain people, you can bypass the Paragon and Renegade requirements for certain parts. Just How can you not get Garrus? I felt like he was pretty much... You had to get him, like, last or something like that. It's very weird how you can do it. You can bypass... Because he does actually join you, you can say, like, no. Huh. So you can can you actually finish the game without Liara, at all? By the by, what it says on law by the data here it says you can actually do it if you want to do get Rex and not do this. If you do this very weird order and bypass these party members, like, all right, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I I know I had seen um a few weeks ago. There's a great YouTube clip. If you pick up Liara last, like if you do most of the the rest of the game and then go pick her up, she is um very out of sorts because uh, she's been in the bubble for a while. <laughs> Does she admit that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's and, and she's just like, wait, what? All of this protein stuff happened? I wasn't there. Oh, my God. And she like basically passes out. 
Um, huh. cause she's all like dehydrated and, and starving. And when you, when you pick her up, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, it's worth, it's worth watching the clip. I mean, I likely are as a squad mate, so I'd like to keep her around, but yeah, apparently you can just, just not, I guess. I didn't know you couldn't get her. Just, I, I thought this was a required mission to like, yeah, it, right. It might be like something like where like you can bypass it. You have to get out of Vermeer. It just didn't go to full years after Vermeer. Just so it's like, you can. You can complete that mission without her being there. Okay. Well, v- Vermeer opened for me after Novaria. And I did, in, in this playthrough, I did, uh, I got Liara, then I went to Novaria, and then I did Pharos. And Ver- so Vermeer after, a- opened after two of them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get her, you, I guess you could probably do like Vermeer and Pharos, open up Vermeer, go to Vermeer, leave Liara there still. And then I'm, and I haven't quite, I haven't gone to Vermeer yet in the playthrough, so I'm not, I don't remember the order at that point, but is there anything that's, as far as you guys can tell, although you guys have done all three planets anyway, so you wouldn't know on this playthrough, as far as like where, I guess, yeah, like is there anything that you need to unlock Liara or, you know, go to Armas Tau to unlock the, the, the following pathways? I mean, after, after the Ferris Novaria Vermeer, it... You, you, you can if you have the R already, then it's time to go to Ilos, right? It's time to to finish the game. Um, so maybe maybe you have to go get Liara to figure out, like, to put all of the puzzle pieces together. I guess. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Okay, yeah. like the final, okay. I think it's like the final piece. I think of the thing. Yeah, which is very odd because like you can literally leave Garrus on the station, just hanging out in Susek, twiddling his thumbs. That's as much as I like Garrus, I kind of want to do that just to see what. <laughs> like, part of me wants to do like a minimum squad playthrough just to see how it goes. That's that's the, wild. There's like the Renegade playthrough where you pick all of like the bottom options and you you know you earn Renegade points, and then there's like real Renegade where you just leave party members <laughs> behind and just right. <laughs> willingly kill anybody at any opportunity, and you're just like yeah. It'd be amazing if you could somehow have your party so small that like you have to have Ashley and Caden with you till the end. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Vermeer about that thing because there was oh something. But we should talk about the Saliara mission because it's, it's fast, fast, and like, like oh, we're done. Like you, you get to the Arms Tower planet. It's like, I think I literally just found her dig site. Like, oh hi, we're here. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Oh, there's a couple Geff over here. Guys are in my way. There's a there's hi, a Krogan. What? Yeah. Oh, you don't see him yet, but it's like, oh yeah, this dig site. Like, I don't know what this this place was supposed to be. Like, what the ruins are of with the Prothean, but for some reason we brought a giant laser in here. <laughs> it's a mining like, laser. A mining laser. Yes. Mining How much damage it? Real? Well, I don't know. <laughs> if the if the ruins are anything like Pharos, they're it's all concrete, so it could probably. <laughs> You probably need the mining laser to get through it. There you well, go. It was, just the it was just, it was just like how big of a hole. Like, wow. <laughs> I feel like for this, you want to be like, like more precision in digging up ruins and digging. Not that a giant freaking laser that just loses just a ship wide hole into, into a place. That's fair. That's fair. Um, outside, you know, before you pick Liara up, how do y'all feel about that fight with the geth outside? Um, like once you get out of the Mako, right? You drive the Mako, you shoot some dudes, and then you uh, you get up and you're like right outside the facility. Because I, even with the improved combat in the in the game, um, since it was one of the first things I did after getting off the Citadel, it wasn't very leveled, and I still kind of hate it. Yeah, oh, I've kind of forgot about the part. It, I don't know why. Whenever I go through that part, I literally just zone out for a while and get to Liara. Hmm. It's very uninteresting because, like, it's it's you drive the Mako, kill some Gil, some Geth, get through a couple areas, and it's fine. The nice part, I think, I did test it out is if you touch lava, you have a good amount of time to get out. It's not an instant <laughs> fail anymore. <laughs> That's good. That part's lovely. <laughs> so no, no uh, issues with that fight because it's still like, especially there's the um. Like once you're on foot, right? There's the geth that like jump around. I just oh, those are annoying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, 
That's the fight where I discovered that even though I was a vanguard and not a soldier, I could still use my sniper rifle with no obvious penalty. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because I just found some cover and I was like, let me let me try this. And like, oh, hey, this is working very well. Let me just kind of do what I can from here. Because even then you get the one Geth armature that shows up. Yes. And I pretty much just, you know, sh- you know shoot two shots, overload my sniper rifle, wait a moment, <laughs> shoot two more shots. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. Like I have, like I had a hacking so i just hacked two drones and just had them shoot each other while i was like i'd shoot the armament the other guys would take each other out and then by the time that thing's down like are you guys done fighting no i guess i'll finish you off now okay the only ones doesn't work on is the sniper ones i have no idea why that doesn't work you could hack them but there could be a like a 10 10 death in there and they'll still shoot at you even says hacked i'm like why are you still sniping me Go shoot your friends. <laughs> okay. I, maybe my party comp was just bad because, yeah, I didn't bring anybody with hacking, which probably would have made my life a lot easier. Um, but, yeah, as like I'm also playing on Vanguard, and that is not a place where you want to rush in with the shotgun. No. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. No. no I've, been, I've been playing on Vanguard, but I haven't gotten around to putting any points into shotguns yet so i'm still just running around with my pistol like some kind of i feel like i'm like like a, a cop on like space law and order like yeah. i just run around with like the pistol up and then putting it down yeah man i would I got watch trader, so in space that would be pretty cool <laughs> but, join us next week for our lenny briscoe podcast oh, God. <laughs> it's our, it's our america gods and sandman podcast right <laughs> Right. We got a we got a long list of uh, series to do when this is done. Seriously. Oh yeah, but uh, like this is what like with Infiltrator kind of worked out for me is I had my sniper maxed out at that point, so I'm just like master assassination. Okay, yeah, <laughs> does a crap yeah. ton of damage. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, I will say so. Like that fight, still I didn't enjoy, but the fight after you pick up Liara and there's like the Krogan and uh, a handful of Geth. When I replayed this, um, the original version of the game a couple of months ago, that fight kicked my ass repeatedly. Uh, and this time I, I did it, I popped in and breezed through it. So I don't know if that was like they changed the combat or I changed from uh, um, Adept to Vanguard and maybe that helped me. I'm not sure, but, but boy, that felt a lot better. Yeah. I picked up some Polonium rounds Ooh. and I forget where. But though that just melts through anything, like mm-hmm. the, even the Krogan coming at you, all of a sudden his, his little health bar turns green and then you just keep yeah. plugging him. And then I think it's that thing where like he gets to me and then falls down. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love when that happens. Yeah. Mine was but, kind of weirder than like I hacked some of the gaff, had them fight each other. The Krogan guy just fucking rushed into my face and started trying to beat the crap out of me. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, back up. Hold on. Mm. Party with biotics. Warp him away for a second. This guy needs to get out of my face right now. Mm-hmm. I love um, anytime you use lift on a Krogan. It's just great because they'll start running oh, at yeah. you. You lift and then they're just like floating in the air and just pop, pop, pop. Bye. <laughs> well, I never understood that why they do like the AI sometimes does. They just rush into your face. Like doesn't use his weapon. Just rushes into me and starts trying to beat me with a shotgun like it's a hammer. I'm like. Calm they down. They hit hard. I do that sometimes. <laughs> that's that's what makes Vanguard that's fun. Fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. They actually, in two, they give Vanguard like a charge ability. That you just warp to a guy and blast him, and it's great. Nice. I have to remember that. But yeah, we did it. We got Liara. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any, anything else? I mean, she's she's in that bubble. That she put her, she she got herself stuck in, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's you know we 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 come around and then yeah we get her out. So yeah, I guess that's really all there is to talk about. Yeah, that bubble though. Why does what was that bubble anyways? Why is there like why didn't the beacon or any other profit technology have a bubble around it? Did just ever uh, have a bubble that was turned I thought off? That was like part of the security defenses. I think it was supposed to protect her as much as. Well, she anything else, but then she couldn't deactivate because I think it's the bubbles there, but then you need somebody else there to actually be able to turn the security defenses off. Yeah. Which is a terrible security defense. She was alone. 
Yeah, it's not not great. So she locked herself in the room and then also accidentally put herself in a bubble. Um, which I enjoy that. That's just pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of bad design if if you can be the only person in the room and put yourself in a bubble, which you will apparently just sort of die in if nobody gets you out. I mean, right. yeah. Your hydration and everything else is a terrible thing and starvation. Ooh, yeah. It's a bad bubble. Why would they build that? <laughs> Alright, I'm safe! Shit, my friend's dead. Uh, hope someone <laughs> finds me! <laughs> yeah, right? Also, why would it not be, like, voice activated? I mean, you know, get Alexa to, to unbubble you or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's a terrible design. Yeah, also... It's fun how we could probably get up top there, the, the ruins start just coming down on our face. It's like, oh, hi. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that laser really hit the wrong spot. That's that mining laser. <laughs> Once again, why are we using this thing? It just tucks down the entire ruins with one shot. Yeah. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is far and away like the shortest of the main missions in this game, I feel like. Um, and it, it is, it's like a, it's like a weird, like, okay, go pick up Liara, basically. Um, go pick her up from school, I guess. I don't know. It's, I mean, and it is weird, too, that you get every, you have everybody else in the crew by the time you leave the Citadel. And this is the one mission specific to her. And it, I, I mean, in a way, it feels extraneous. Yes. Like, yeah. And she's like, they, she could have just been on the Citadel, and I don't think it would have fundamentally changed anything. And they could have given you a third, you know, the third mission to do instead of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, not it's it's very basic. Well, I yeah. think it's a uh, they didn't want to get everybody in the Citadel because I literally think you literally grab everybody off the Citadel except for Liara. Well, not Ashley and Caden because you go to the Citadel with them. But yeah, I mean, it's I guess I could see them wanting to put some variety in there. Yeah, like I don't know why, but she's like not very interesting character wise in there either. It's just like it's awkward scientist. Okay. Oh, I mean, her character is um, in the first game pretty unremarkable. Like you said, like awkward scientist, um, sort of yeah. monotone in a weird way. Uh, and and it's funny because she's one of my favorite characters in the series, but it's definitely in the first game she's just she just sort of exists, I guess. Well, they I think they play up the fact that she's young. I mean, even though she's one hundred and six. You kind of have to look at her like she's like a fresh out of college kid. Mm-hmm. And so she very much grows up through the trilogy. Like this is her. I mean, her and I, I think Tally to the same degree, like the two of them, um, because Tally having you know left the, the, the flotilla on her pilgrimage, like this is really like their first we're out in the world and we're experiencing things. And oh, wow, is the world a crazy place? Or I should say the universe uh, is a crazy place. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and they they both go through their paces. Um, but does it even make, only, I mean, see, does that make does it make the romance parts of both of them kind of weird then? Kind of preying no, on some very they're, innocent, they're, naive people. Huh? Hmm. She is one hundred and six, so I don't know. She, she's got like some kind of like telepathy kind of thing. I don't know how innocent, naive she is. It's true. Yeah, she can make her eyes turn black, like super creepy, like so. <laughs> yes. So how innocent could she really be? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she is. It. She grows up fast too in these games, but. Only 106. Only 106. Galactic, uh, like the the galaxy being under under danger, like threat of danger. I feel like that will make you grow up fast. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then, and then of course at the end you get to hollow zoom with the council and they get, they get, they get snippy about her joining the crew as they get snippy about everything. (laughs) Just didn't call them. It was great. (laughs) That's just also like that. She's like, Oh, this is the safest place for me to be. I've been attacked. I understand your worship. Like, I guess that's fair. You don't just want to go home. Calling the council at the end of the mission is like, yeah, that mission went great. Let's go find out how I screwed it up. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. They're super pissed that made you a specter when you destroyed those ruins. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Like, well, what did you, I mean, I guess you technically did destroy the ruins because you kick off the mining laser, but you were saving her. I don't know. The geth would have destroyed them too. Yeah, it does make sense that you keep her with you. Like she's not going to go home. She's still Benezia's daughter, right? So, like, I feel like if she, if you don't keep her, 
somebody else would want to keep her under observation or something. I have to imagine. That's right. fair. What, I mean, what home does she even have to go to at this point if Benetia is working with Saren? Mm-hmm. Yep. But luckily, uh, she makes her nice home in the back office of the clinic, which I guess she just kicked out the doctor. Like, this is my area now. Well, what's, what's weird is I forget that that room is back there. Right. So I'm like going around, I'm going around the Normandy talking to her, like, where is Liara? And it's like, oh, that's right. There's, I have to go past Dr. Chakwas because I get to her, I get to Chakwas, I check if there's new dialogue. There's never any new dialogue for Chakwas. And I turn around and leave the med bay. Yeah. <laughs> It's really interesting when you think about the rest of the, rest of the crew members. The only ones, there's just, I think, like, uh, Caden and Liara on that floor. Everybody else is just mm-hmm. down below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's... where does everybody sleep, by the way? That's a very... There are the chambers. There, no, there are, there are those, like, cryo chambers on the one... Like, I think if you go on the bottom deck under... The escape pods? Uh, like, as you walk to... Those are escape pods? I, I think thought those so. were cryo chambers. I thought they were escape pods. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe they're cryo chambers. Even if they're cryo chambers, they're not Krogan designed or Turian designed or Quarian. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, that's a good question. I'm sure there's just a part of the ship you don't go to where everybody sleeps. I guess. Yeah, the only the only one you, part you need to see is where your bed is. That's all that matters. <laughs> you and your paramour. Yeah, another room that exists for exactly one scene and that you would never go to on the ship. Except I think there's like one codex entry in there. Oh. Yeah, so I think I think that wraps up our discussion on uh, getting Liara. Then let's go ahead and move on. Um, as you go through the Artemis Tau cluster. Uh, you get a mission from Nasana Donchis, uh, who uh, you actually encounter her on the Citadel earlier. Uh, although she has nothing to say to you, she just like waves you off. If you find her in the uh, was the embassy is it the embassy lounge. She's up in there. Yeah, yeah. Did did it, and, uh, so did anyone actually get this mission before, or did they do it like I did and uh, kill and completed it, and then got the mission? So I knew that she would give it to me after I had finished at least one of like the three major planet missions. I think it's one of the three. It might have been two. Um, and so I, I deliberately held off. But otherwise, yeah, like the first few times I think I played the game, I just happened to go to another system uh, or yeah, another system within the Artemis Tau cluster. And I went through like the whole Merc base and killed everyone and then found her after the fact. Like, yeah, so I killed your sister. Sorry, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, I want to say I got the mission for her, I think right after I got Liara, and then I went to the planet where where I could land and be like, let me go check this place out, and then I landed, and I'm like, oh, that's her sister, okay, and she's dead. And she's dead, yeah. <laughs> and the rewards and, don't change, you know, no matter how you pick it up, so seems fine. Yeah, yeah it's it's always funny, she's like, go, go to her, she's like, oh, like, hi, found your sister, murdered her. She's like, oh, cool. That's what I wanted you to do anyways, but I guess we don't, I don't have to pretend anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you Here's go and you pick it up from her, she, you know, she's like, oh, my sister was kidnapped and I paid the ransom, but I shouldn't have done that because it's illegal for me to pay ransoms or something confusing. Uh, and then, yeah, and then you get back and you're like, oh, no, your sister's dead. And she's like, that's fine. Let's get off my well, there is one part, though, where because she does start into the whole, oh, yeah, my, my, my sister. And you're like, cut, cut the crap. I know what she was. Mm-hmm. We killed her. Like, don't worry. <laughs> like, we know what, you know, we know you, you didn't want the black sheep in the family ruining your political ambitions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Sh- Shepard makes it very clear that, uh, that you know, they, they know what is uh, what is up with her immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's still interesting to go on these planets, though, because. They. They reuse so many assets in these buildings. Like it's interesting seeing like the random like a uh, base again. It's like oh, little circle going here, and it's the same layout. Can I go to the back? Yes. Is the right or left open this time? Ooh. Yeah. There's um. I think there's like four like side mission base layouts effectively. Right. There's the uh. There's the circle like when you the above ground. There's like the very small circle that's like an underground bunker. Um, there's the mining shaft, 
There is the above ground building where you sort of walk in. There's like a foyer and then like one big room with an upstairs. And oh, maybe there's only three. I feel like I'm missing one, but now I'm not sure. I think it is. It's only three. I think it is just three. I think it is just three. Um, Yeah, they really liberally reused the ass. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, And the fourth one is the space stations or, you know, uh, cruisers or whatever. Oh, I I, I wasn't considering those because they're not planet side, but I guess that's true. Yeah, but those those are all the same, too. (laughs) But that's that's Bioware, though, because even playing like Dragon Age, I remember there were like three different landscapes that you could fight in. Mm -hmm. And then like, it was just like, where were the wagons laid out and you know, certain, certain little formations, where were they placed within those landscapes? But generally every, any time you had like combat out in the open world, it was like one of three land formations that you were fighting on. And so I I, I have to say, although it's obvious that you're fighting in the same environment, they do it decent enough job of like moving stuff around with it like they i mean they do as much as they can i should say sure yeah. it never it, like you know it's like you re- you're like oh no okay i recognize the layout of this building i recognize this map but like the crates are at least laid out differently the sight lines are different mm-hmm. that it's not it's not always the same you don't feel like oh no i i, I was exactly in this place yeah and yeah. the encounters are different they have put different enemies in and, and yeah to your point like there's different sight lines it's it's one of those things that like I, I don't even know that. I mean, I'm sure I noticed it on my first playthrough, but it's it's just a lot more noticeable if you're like, OK, I'm going to do all of the side quests and play through the game relatively quickly. Like it becomes a little bit more obvious. Yeah, that's fair. especially when you do all the side when you save all the side quests and do them in like one cluster. Oh, because, yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, that's that's and I mean, to be fair, I mean, it, you know, game development is not easy. And so, yeah, if you can kind of reuse assets to you know, put in a few more missions, by all means, please do. It's content. It's extra, mm-hmm. it's extra experience. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, definitely. And, and like this Nisana, the Nisana sister quest, um, the other thing that does, which they did a lot of in this game. And I, I don't I think we talked about this on a previous episode and I still don't know how I feel about it is uh, there's a lot of just text dialogue boxes that pop up to finish quests for you. Uh, and they, there's just like, okay, here's a dialogue box with exposition and then you're done. Um, yeah. And and that again, it seems like it let them add a lot more quests and and put some stuff in in the game. But it's also, I guess it's weird by comparison because I'm going back to a 2006 2007 game and and thinking about all of the modern games where it's like there's audio logs and and all of this stuff. And this this game very much feels like it's from a little bit of an earlier era where this is what RPGs did, and that was fine. Yeah. That's what we all expected. You mean one of the ones where it ends and it says, and the ship came and picked everybody up. Yep. And things were okay. I'm like, <laughs> yep. Right. Like, oh, cool, I guess. At the time, Mass Effect was like heavily voiced. I mean, like mm-hmm. every, like pretty much, I mean, every NPC you encounter pretty much has like a voice line. Some of them, even if you don't talk to them, you just walk past them and you get to overhear dialogue. Like they did a, a fantastic job voicing this, but you're right. It's not, if if this had come out, you know, like, you know, six or seven years later, even after, you know, even after Mass Effect 3 had come out, like, yeah, I think they would have, a lot of those uh, text entries would have also been voiced. They would have found a way to do that as well. Right. And I think you yeah. probably wouldn't have had as much of a, it wouldn't have been so obviously like we have four cookie cutter environments that we're layering quests on top of, right? Because I think yeah. that's something that in two and three, there's still a lot of side quests and there's still asset reuse, but I think they're a lot more clever about how they reuse assets and do layouts. Um, and I, you know, I still love it. I, I really love the game. It's just, it's just interesting uh, to me to see it because it is like a product of a bygone era. Yeah. Like one thing that's interesting is like the planetary explorations you do in this game are a lot of the mountains are very, very vertical. Like place I got to get to with a maker. I'm like trying to figure out which mountains I can actually climb. Cause it's not like I just like a straight length. I could just go up. I literally have to figure it out. Can my boosters get me farther up this? Can right. I jet over certain areas? Why is there not a straight path over here? Which mountain range can I actually go over? This is frustrating. Why are there so many mountains? I know it's an alien planet, but God, why did you build one building over here down the valley and this one all the way in Timbuktu on the highest mountain with no path up there? Why? 
I was get just it. Yeah. Well, the, the, the worst is like, cause when you get on a planet and you're, you know, you look on your little map and it says like, okay, like here's sort of the main objective on the planet. Here's the, like the main point of interest. And then they're like, okay, here's some resources over here. And then here's this one little weird thing. It's usually like planetary anomaly or something way. And that's the thing that's in Timbuktu that you're talking about way out in the middle of nowhere. It's usually up and you have to like, uh, there maybe there's an easier way to it, but like the wherever you land and wherever it is, there's like a mountain range right in the middle, and like maybe you could try to find a way around. But it's easy enough. Let me just try to go over and go through. And yeah, I I, I did that for one mission, and then as soon as I got there, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go back to the Normandy and then reland yes. rather than try to drive my way out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that is the fast load times in the modern version of this game make that experience oh, so much yes. better. It's so much. It's yeah, because I found myself doing the same thing. Like the worst would be where it's like we put. Uh, one little anomaly in like a super deep valley surrounded by just the most ridiculous uh, mountains that you could never, you know, like, oh, this is this is that like Tolkien, like the city of Gondolin, like wrapped in like a perfect ring of mountains. Like, Stop it. Like, no. <laughs> and then you, you get in there and you just kind of look up like, oh, I'm not climbing out of here. Normandy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, well, the one thing I do like speaking of the fast load times is also I'll drop onto a planet and I'll pick a party, even though like just I just want to see like maybe these two characters have dialogue, even though like they never have dialogue on the planets. But like I'll you know I'm like okay I don't like because normally I'm I'm using like either Tally or Rex or Garrus like well, you know like those three and then if I need you know if I need to sub in somebody for a specific mission I'll do that. But like sometimes I'll go onto a planet and I'll I'll have like Ashley and like Liara or somebody and I'll get to like. Oh, I have to hack something. I don't have anybody that can hack. And I'm like, oh, just let me, I can just reload and come back here. And the hardest part of that is driving back to where whatever it was that I wanted to hack. For real. Yeah. Right, oh, please. I hope this was not where I want it not to be. Oh, it is. Darn it. Only problem I've had with some of the fast load times is I sometimes click too fast in the galaxy map and I load into a planet by accident. I'm like, crap, oh. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I was waiting for it to go through its whole sequence of landing me. Then right. Go, All right. Well, let me return back to the dormitory. Yeah, that was something. But yeah, that was something I was kind of hoping they were going to get rid of. They they have um like the the um animations for like landing on a planet or docking at the citadel. It's like I feel like those existed to hide loading times before, and you don't really need yes. that now. Well, well, I guess it's one of those things. Like at first, it's flavor, and then after a while, it's just annoying. Like right. I, I, I wonder if you can space through them because that would. Not, not that I found. No. You you can't button oh. mash through on Xbox, I can say for sure. No. Yeah, here's a weird thing also. I don't understand why. When you select a planet and you do by accident, you have to select your party members. You can't just say, sorry, don't actually want to land. Oh, I yeah. Have to choose my party members, land. Oh, there's no, get... ba- there's no back button? There's... You can't go back. You have to ah. land. <laughs> That's funny. So now you got to intentionally piss off four of your characters <laughs> because they're like, oh, they didn't choose me again. <laughs> Yeah. All because you misclicked. Yeah, and a side problem I'm not sure is uh, there's some achievements in here. You have to have a uh, five missions for each of your teammates. Oh yeah, which shouldn't be a problem. You just got to make sure they're not missions you have to complete at the mi- at the galaxy map because those don't count. Because I guess I don't oh, know why. Oh right, they have to be missions like they, they have to be like because they're Citadel not your missions. Party. Yeah, they get rid of them, so it's like. I literally completed this entire this entire thing with this party member, but because you took me to the Normandy and I have to go here, it doesn't count. Right, because huh. oh yeah, you get back off the planet, Hackett calls you, and that's how, or it's usually Hackett, right? Like Admiral Hackett calls yeah, you to finish it. Yeah, huh? I finished all those achievements pretty quickly because there are just there's a ton of side missions, and there was so many yeah. that like by I want to say maybe. Pharos, which was my second planet, uh, main story planet. I was done with all of the characters. Yeah, mine was. I had saw. I had a had a Liara was not done for some reason. I was okay. like, "What mission haven't you been on me with me? Have you been on me with for a couple <laughs> planets now? Like, what am I missing?" And right. it finally, it's like, "Oh, this is the mission counts. You're done." I'm like, thank huh. you. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. This is one of those things, like all these side missions and and stuff. This was the place where I was. Part of me was hopeful that they were going to come back and and really, you know, address, for example, hey, we have four cookie cutter environments. I was I was curious whether they were going to go into that level of detail and they didn't. I don't. How do you all feel about that? Because part of me is disappointed, but part of me is also like, well, they preserve the game and that's also good. I think if they were going to do that, 
then they would have like I, I think th- that they would have completely redone the entire game, and this would have been more akin to yeah. the the Final F- Fantasy VII uh, remake mm. than it would have been like you know because you know basically it's just a it's just a glow up. Yeah, you know we just got the the prettier graphics, and they they imported over the, some of the controls from the other games, but um, yeah, no, and 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 that. The thing is, once you start doing that, I almost feel like then you almost have to remake two and three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you know, like now you're going like now because because you're 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 gonna start tweaking some of the plot and and it's that's fair. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like where where do we wind up here? Because especially knowing knowing that we, we wind up with uh, an unsatisfactory conclusion or you know at least or a controversial conclusion. Once you start changing stuff in the first game, now it's like, well, do we want to fix the you know, fix the finale and see if we can get something that everybody's going to like. And no, you're not. And, and you know, it, <laughs> it, it's uh, it almost, you know, it almost feels like a, a whole new trilogy that they're developing. And I think this was mostly just, I think they just needed to get something out to almost justify to, to EA, like keep, keep, keep Bioware around. Yeah. We're not ready yet for, uh, you know, we've, we've still got stuff to do in the tank here. Yeah. Uh, get people talking about Mass Effect again, get it back out there sort of recover from yeah. the Andromeda damage, uh, brand damage. Yeah, that make, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I just, b- because like before Legendary came out, they were talking about how much they were improving, particularly in the first game. And I was curious, like, how far would they go? Um, I, I'm not unhappy with the result. I, I just thought, it, I got the vibe from them, and maybe this was just me misunderstanding it, that they were really going to dig in and and do more cleanup than they did and they still did a very nice job you know it's not a complaint it's just i wasn't sure well i i think i don't know how large a team they had on this because i mean i don't think it was a full development team i i I think it was you know not quite a skeleton crew either but i mean they i think they you know they, they they went in with the goal of like let's just you know fix what we know is sort of obvious and needs to, you know, be fixed to make the trilogy fit better. Because mm-hmm. um, especially, too, you know, they put out the, the, the full trilogy, what, like three or four years ago? Um, oh, no, that was a long time ago, much longer than that. Was it longer than that? Because okay. uh, that was one thing they said during the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One era is, like, people were asking for, they wanted a remake, they wanted a full trilogy for Mass Effect, and I forget whoever was head of EA at the time, I can't remember his name at the moment, said no we are going to focus on new experiences for people we don't it's like it's not good for companies to reuse stuff and just keep bringing back old games i'm like which wait e- how ea been, said that have you been yeah, yeah. That's, this well, was an yeah, ea like, have you been, well especially if they said that like five or six years ago like i mean who i mean yeah if you're paying attention to like the game and the like the gaming world now, like half of the best sellers are all remakes. But that's the point. That yeah. was what that's what they said. They didn't want to do that because, like, they they didn't want to Why? be like Capcom or stuff who kept re-releasing things. That's well, it's 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 free money. Yeah, <laughs> that was the I mean, counter argument. I bought I bought the trilogy. I bought the legendary edition. I mean, I bought Mass Effect One when it came. out. I've paid for that game three times now in each format. And so, you know, when they come out with like the re-remake, maybe when they do fix all the bunkers and everything mm-hmm. in like ten years, I'll probably buy it again and play through it again. And we'll do a podcast about that. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna buy the. I already bought the Xbox version game. I know I'm gonna buy the PC version because I'm stupid for this game. <laughs> I know <laughs> it'll go on sale in a few months. Like, yeah, I'll go thirty bucks. Absolutely, no question. Like. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what they talked about when it was released. But I was, I was, that's why I was surprised when they last year said they were going to be like, we're going to remake it again. Like, finally, I was been waiting for this forever. Yeah. I'm so happy to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. It's just funny. It's just funny to see like the what I would say is like the king of annualized franchises in the gaming world say, so, well, we don't want to, we want to do new IP. Like, do you? Well, I think well, no, he didn't. He said he didn't say new IP. And he said new experiences. Yeah, so I don't necessarily, you know, he he. I think he's fine with you know Mass Effect every year, but it would be new Mass Effect. Mm. So. Uh, here, I think I found, I found out it was Peter Moore. It was that Peter Moore. Was I was going to get okay. Yeah. Oh, Peter Moore. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead here because when you do go back to the Citadel to talk to Nasana and tell her that hey, I just you know blowed up your sister. Um, you do get, at least I was, now I, I went, 
uh, when I did this, I, I did, I got Liara, I went to Novaria, and then I went back to the Citadel. And at that point, I returned to the Citadel, and I come out of the Normandy, and there's a dude standing there, and he's like, I'm from the Fifth Fleet, and I need to inspect uh, the Normandy. Oh, yeah, this is a jackass. God, he's always a jerk. <laughs> he was such a prick, man. Like, he was so rude. Um, I had, by then, gotten, like, plenty of uh, intimidate points, so... I just kind of yelled at him for a while, and I guess that made him happy. <laughs> yeah, I, not me. I, I had Paragon. I was like, "Here, come on board. Like, see what you think." And he was not happy. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Commander, I am not impressed. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I actually think that's literally an answer. You'd like, you just be like, "Why am I not surprised?" But like, okay, so you have the Paragon points, and he come. You bring him on board, but then like, are you able to like charm him or? Or like you know, diplomatically calm him down, or is he still like, yeah, I'm, I'm writing you a crappy review. Uh, kinda. He's he's very negative the entire way, but he's like, he's like, I don't like these aliens being on here. I don't like this being like this. Why is this done like so? And so I'm like, it's, uh, because of. But I kept going like because of so and so reason that was Paragon. But uh, the ending part was nice. It's just like, I'm going to tell you, like a uh, commander. My report's not going to be as as uh, damning as I was hoping it to be. And I'm like, really? <laughs> You're sad that it's not as bad as you are hoping? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, he he said yes. the same thing to me. Yeah, how was yours, Nick? Like, where? Oh, I got my I got my butt read. Okay. He 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 complains about the crew. He he talks about the ship being a waste of money. He uh, you know, he, he then he says he's sending his recommendations. And uh, yeah, he is he is not happy at all. I I, and I just I just stand there and take it. I I did not. Um, I was just like I'm just I don't care. Like what else can <laughs> you do? Like, yeah, you, whatever. I'm I'm a specter, and like maybe I can't charm or intimidate you, but I don't I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just, like your recommendations, they'll they'll go in the circular file. Maybe the shredder. <laughs> I'll just I'll put them in one of the sleeping pods and eject it into space. There you go. There you go. Yeah. How many? How many? Like. Um, points do you have in Paragon and or whatever? Right now, uh, I have I have three just through acquiring Paragon and Renegade, and I, I've mostly I've mostly just naturally been choosing the Paragon. Like when I'm looking at the options, I'm like tending Paragon just through the way I'm playing. Um, but I have three charm points and one Renegade point. Okay, so wow, so like that has opened up the occasional. Occasionally, I'll see a blue option. I think on. Novaria, there was a point where I actually had a blue option. I was like, what? And I was I was angry at myself. Like, how did you let this happen? <laughs> how dare you, sir? Yeah. But um yeah, but but for the for for a lot of it, I see the the great options on the side, and I'm like, oh, like this is like, yeah, it's it's so easy. Like, like, and that's that was kind of the point of this, is it's so easy to just try to smooth talk your way through a lot of this, or just you know, like wave your gun around and be like, I'm you know, I'm I'm renegade shepherd, deal with mm-hmm. it. That it's like, uh, like, 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 like this guy, like, yeah, you're, you're able to kind of be like, yeah, let me, you know, kind of work with you. And yeah, then he's like, yeah, I can't, you know, I'm not as disappointed. No, he, this guy was just an a-hole, <laughs> a-hole from start to finish. And I just had to stand yeah, there and take I'm it curious, like a good boy. Like, what does he exactly say to you when he said his report? Like, everyone's like, yeah, it's not gonna be too bad. Like, does he say, ah, it's gonna be worse or something or. Okay, I don't remember, but I'll clip it and I'll have Jarrett put it in here. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Perfect. Rear Admiral Mihailovic, Fifth Fleet. Commander Shepard, SSV Normandy. You don't know who I am, do you, Commander? I command the 63rd Scout Flotilla. You and the Normandy were slated for my unit after shakedown. And the Council got their paws, claws, tentacles, whatever. They got them on our ship and you. I still serve the Alliance, sir. As a Spectre, I can advance our interests to the Council. You still know what color your blood is, Shepard? I don't begrudge the politician's decision to throw you to the Council. It's an opportunity. I do begrudge this over-designed piece of tin, though. You don't approve of the Normandy's design? This experiment diverted billions from our appropriations bills. For the same price, we could have had a heavy cruiser. But no, we had to make nice to the Turians, throw money at a co-developed boondoggle. I'm here to make an inspection, Commander. Normandy is an Alliance warship. I intend to see she's up to snuff. I'm sure you'll find everything in order, Admiral. I'll just bet. Wait here. I won't be long. Commander, I'm not happy. 
I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Who designed that CIC? Putting the commander aft of everyone else is inefficient. What if he needs to discuss with the operators toward the bow? We use our suit or uniform radios. Anyone who needs to talk to me keys into my line. It's as if they're next to me. Which only works so long as you all have working radios. Maybe your DC drills should include sign language. I had to shake my head at that drive core of yours. 120 billion credits of element zero to make this thing able to move without giving itself away. You realize we could make drive cores for 12,000 fighters with that money? What good is it to hide for a few hours anyway? Useless! It also makes us the fastest ship in the fleet. Without the Tantalus core, Eden Prime would be a smoking crater right now. Eden Prime does have a smoking crater on it, Commander. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. And we need to talk about your crew, Commander. Krogan? Asari? Turians? What are you thinking, Commander? You can't allow alien nationals free access to Alliance equipment. I was told to make nice with the Council. If that means our military secrets get out, the brass only has themselves to blame. I'm so pleased you can wash your hands of it. You have anything else to say, Commander? Any other justifications for the state of this vessel? None, sir. Very well. I'll be sending my report and corrective recommendations to the Joint Military Command. Not that I expect them to do anything about it. Too many interest groups have too much money invested in this. Commander Shepard? That's what the is thing about the Paragon and the Renegade ones. It's like, it feels like it's the same thing. Just one's grumpy, one's not so grumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well the, the, the best part is that once you get past the inspection dude, then you get accosted by a reporter as you walk into the Citadel. Yeah. And this is not the same reporter, Emily Wong, from earlier. This is, uh, what was her name? Like, Camille? Kalisa, Kalisa, Kalisa Bin Seen in Al Jalani. Why do I know that? Yes. This is the second episode where I've pulled that name out of my ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she jumps you too. And yeah, and then she's like, um, I feel like her agenda was, was, was like, very Earth, like pro Earth, like why are you working with aliens? It felt kind of similar to to the same like Rear Admiral who comes in and and chews you out, and she's really just trying to like get you. I mean, it was it very much feels like a trap interview. It is, it is, and and I, I think uh, Hackett on the end call like says as much. Yeah, yeah. It's like they should have they should have done that. It's like well, you know, yeah, kind of bugging the happened. shit out of me. But but like even then though, like. Again, like I didn't have any of the intimidate or or or, uh, or charm options here, so I just went with like the generic, like like they give you a nice like generic. Here's your your standard like political like BS answer mm -hmm. or like no comment answer to just like get through the questions. And I didn't think like I didn't think I came out looking that great, but it's like it looked standard. Like really, it didn't seem like anything interesting. Like it should not be no noteworthy. Like you know, like Spectre says no comment yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's actually I um, I think most of mine were mostly neutral. In there, I didn't really use Paragon at all because I'm like, they should know this with this Paragon option. I could say that, but that seems stupid. I am not gonna say that. I don't care how Paragon I am. I'm I, not um, just gonna give you confidential information. Yeah, I in in my two months ago playthrough, I gave went through and did like all the Paragon options because I don't know. And by the end of the interview, I was like, wow, I said like a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> So this one, I did the same thing. I, I kept it pretty, pretty civil. I did not deck her, uh, which is definitely an option you have because I'm saving that. I, I'm excited to punch her, but I'm, I'm holding on to that. Later. Later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 at no point did I feel in this interview that she crossed a line that I would need to punch her unless right. I was already like pissed off. And I don't even you know that could be too. First you deal with the, the a-hole. Uh, you know, in inspection agent, and then you come and you get her, and now you're just like, okay, I'm in a really foul mood. I'm just gonna, you know, pummel you. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what's really interesting is later on, we were in one of the elevator scenes, like we had Commander Shepard on, and they're very diplomatic. They had, they could be a, uh, they're very good at diplomacy, mm -hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> really? Like they're very right. intelligent person. I'm like, I don't remember that. If you say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that same reaction, too. I was like, um, well, okay, I guess. Yeah, I just got the call from Hackett, and he's like, 
yeah, you didn't look good. You didn't look good, Shepard. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever, Hackett, I don't care. Hackett, Hackett was fine with me. He's like, yeah, you know, it should have been, but you did a pretty good job for what you had. Yeah, I think he said I was did okay. I don't think he can. I don't think he's ever happy with that. Like, I don't think you can go through that interview and he he's like, "Wow, you really knocked it out of the park." I think like the best you can do is, eh, it was fine. Yeah, but if you if you give away the secrets of the Paragon Renegade, he gets pissed. He's like, "Why did you tell him about that? Those are military secrets. Yeah. <laughs> really, what is wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah, that was the one I got on my previous playthrough where he was just like, "Why would you say that, you idiot?" Like, um. Point. <laughs> Touche. Classified? I don't know. What what does that mean? <laughs> what well, is classified? Spectre, if I say it, it's no longer classified. Right. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so yeah, so I think I think we're gonna go ahead. We'll we'll uh we'll wrap it up there. Um as I said, this is a very light episode. Uh, the Liara mission was not very uh not very detailed, but uh yeah, next week we'll get a new uh get into some more more real meaty missions. We'll uh we'll, we'll start it with Pharos and then we have uh, Novaria coming up after that. Woohoo. So this has been Squad Goals number 5. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and thank you for listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/mashthosebuttons. Also at YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at WD. That's the word double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, and you can every two weeks listen to me on the MASH Network talking about Final Fantasy 14. And Kura, where can people find you? They can follow me on uh, twi- uh, Twitter at Kurabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara. YouTube is also Kurabara. You can follow me every week on at Dropping Spicy, where I talk about Apex Legends and then rag on our competitor Fortnite. And also here we talk about Star Wars on Clan of Three, where we're currently talking about the Bad Batch and then plan, maybe playing some more stuff, you know? Let's see how that goes. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, where we talk about Warcraft. Uh, news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, where we talk about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know how you think uh, about uh, Liara joining the party. Uh, email us at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. Stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. This is my favorite podcast on the network. See you, Commander. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 